it's kind of like, do you ever have those moments where for one second, everything makes sense? Like the universe has spelled itself out just for you. And they're fleeting, right? It's like I had one of those moments, but I didn't forget. I just kept knowing. And now I'm here with you. Beta Ray Bill, issues one through five, 2021, art and story by Daniel Warren Johnson. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my cybernetic horseman is the one, the only. Uh, horse is a horse, of course, of course, unless that horse unless. is a Norse, of course, and then that Norse, of course, of course, is the famous Beta Ray! Travis Rats here. <laughs> the Norse horse, Beta Ray. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's, that should be like, you know, like how they have the Dark Knight. He should be the yeah. Norse horse. The Norse horse. That's really, if they, if they don't make a movie and put Beta Ray Bill in it, and that is not a song that plays. Although I guess he's not technically what I found out in this book. He's not Norse. <laughs> No, he's not. Some alien. All right. So, folks, we want to invite you in. Just come closer. No, just a little, a little close. No, a little closer. That's too close. Okay. Because you didn't brush your teeth. Like a hair, just a hair. It's coffee breath. Just a hair back. Hair back. Your beard tickles. We want to welcome you to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I delve deep into trades, graphic novels, the goings-on in the world of nerddom you're with us on a on a special comic book club episode and in fact this was supposed to be like probably done a month ago in the throes of what was going to be uh what is it is it still is yeah no it's summer but i'm back to work so it doesn't feel like summer anymore but that's fine this is like the dog days of summer event these are the this is the dog days of summer event uh where we wanted to read stuff that was just coming out and talk about it and so uh travis and i sat down and we read beta ray bill out on on uh marvel comics daniel warren johnson doing the art doing the writing long we're longtime fans of warren johnson i think we've yeah, done a couple of good books. uh mike spicer that's such a good name spicer mm-hmm. is such a good last name i like it mike spicer color artist you then, like uh, you like the word delve i think if you ever get another pet which you will I think you should name it Delvey. I like that. Or Delver. Little yeah. Del- little Delver. Little Delver. What's up, buddy? Uh, so we're mining for, for comic book ore. And, and we, found, we found some valuable resources uh, in this Beta Ray Bill book. And so we're going to talk about that. So we want to yeah. welcome you in. Hopefully, hopefully you've read it. And if you haven't, that's okay. You can enjoy a conversation about something you haven't read. In fact, the that. whole point of this is it's going to be coming out in trade soon. This is the yeah. before trade summer boys and girls and non-binaries this is we're doing the legwork for you and we will have spoilers if you there will be spoilers but if you're like you know what i like what those i like what those gentlemen talked about then you should read this book or you can get it in single issues right now you can go get it on comiXology 
You can go to your, your, your favorite comic book hangout, your shop, if you will, and you can snag some of these. They may not have the back order one, so you might just have to go to Comic Comicsology. Suck it up. Go digital. We've gone digital. Yep. I'm I'm very digital these days. Uh, uh, me too. I'm very yeah. digital, and I you know we 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 are reading in single issues, which we don't do very often. You do more yeah. than I. You do more than myself. Uh, one of the things that I will say, Josh, about reading stuff in single issues, the three ninety nine price point on it's rough. Kindle it's rough is rough when you add it all up rough it is rough i'm not a fan so this has been an expensive summer and this is why we're trade boys this is why we're trade boys yeah because 3.99 for an issue is expensive not hey daniel warren johnson it's not your fault it's the industry's fault uh you are an incredible artist and i would love to buy your book i would just love to buy the whole thing at once and pay for it at a reasonable price to print and bind and do all that for it but I I digress. It's like twenty. We're paying like in the early, like the low twenty. So it's three. Well, yeah. it's four. It's a, what is it? Three ninety nine. So four. T- yeah, we're about paying about twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for this bad boy. Trades about sixteen when it comes out fresh. So yeah. yeah, I guess it's not too bad. But no, it's not too bad. You're getting them. The immediacy is what you're paying the extra for. And we're right? giving gotta, top topical content. We are. And so here we go. We want to talk Beta Ray Bill. Rated Beta Ray Bill, a Thor character, a tertiary Thor character. A horseman, yeah. if you will. A Bill Simonson um, character, I believe. Yes. Uh, si- Wal- Walters? Walter Simonson, sorry. Walter Simonson. Everything's Bill uh, today. <laughs> Beta Ray Will, Bill. Beta Bill Murray. Uh, so Walter, Walter Simonson uh, created uh, our, our, our boy, the horse boy that we're talking about today. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, Travis. My Beta Ray Bill knowledge is that's a freaking rad looking character. That's it. That's all I got, man. He like I don't really remember reading. I wasn't really an Avengers guy. Yeah, I mean we've talked about this before. Like the comics that we grew up on in the nineties, um, it was X Men and Batman. That's and Spawn. that's what I, and Spider Man. Uh, yeah, Spawn. But I mean, like of the big two. Yeah, I read X Men, Batman, and Spider Man. Those those were my yeah. books. So I didn't do a lot of Avengers. So I don't even in that time period. I know that he probably popped up in something that I I may have read, but I don't know a darn thing about Beta Ray Bill, which is why a book like this was intriguing to me. Like, we always talk about filling in our comic book holes, right? Mm -hmm. Dang, that sounds dirty. But we always talk about filling in our comic book holes (laughs) with tightly rolled up issues. Yep. Um, But this was, this for me was like, okay, when I saw this was out and I saw it one, We've talked about this before. Daniel Warren Johnson, great artist, good good writer. Yeah. We like him and other stuff. Uh, he's done. We, all, we also uh, we we also are intrigued and suckers for anyone who's writing and drawing. Yeah, because I think it's just different. It's this different more auteur. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay, I'm on board. I want to check it out. I want to know. I don't know anything about him. I like Daniel Warren Johnson. Let's get into it. What is your pre this Beta Ray Bill knowledge? I pre Beta. Yeah, what's your pre-beta? Oh, God, I'm running. I mean, pre- you're a, well, first of all, you're a beta. This, you're a beta male. If this, um, yeah, I am a beta male. You're a beta male. <laughs> I'm a beta male. Uh, uh, it, has, it is from... official. Um, <laughs> and I'm also, I feel like I'm running a beta program on my Mac right now because yeah. it's popping up. Um, I would say that I, again, very familiar with the aesthetic of Beta Ray. Uh, I've right. seen him on covers. Uh, I've seen him pop into 
uh, cameos on other books, like briefly, or he'll be, he's always the guy flying through the air in the background panel in right. a big fight scene. And you're yeah. like, oh, there's Thor, and there's some more Asgardian, and there's Beta Ray Bill, and there's Loki, and there's uh, uh, Ant Man. But and I can't Giant tell Man? You, I... And Hawkeye? I don't know which don't, one's which. Right? <laughs> uh, Gigantor? What's the one? No, what isn't Hawkeye? Hawkeye Col- used no. to be Giant Man. Okay, giant we, man? We, need, we need to fill those holes in later. Gigantor. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, I'm with you on that. I don't know that I can, I cannot remember a book that I've read where Beta Ray Bill has a piece of dialogue. I just, like, I, and that's me as a comic book fan. I just wasn't an Avengers guy. I didn't read a lot of Thor. I think I have an old Simonson we run. Did, we did a, a Thor somewhere. run, the, the God Bomb one, which we really liked, uh, which yeah. was really cool. Uh, but yeah, Beta Ray Bill, I don't think was in that one. Um, oh. What's interesting about Beta Ray Bill, when you look at him, and I, I was reading the Simonson interview in the back of the first issue where Daniel Warren Johnson interviews Simonson, and he's talking about Beta Ray Bill, and it was, he asked a really good question. Yes, actually, a lot of really great questions. It's, it's a really good interview in the back of issue one, which is also fun about reading stuff in trades. You get this kind of little soapbox thing in the back, or uh, yeah. in single issues. And I always thought that Beta Ray Bill, he asked a question, Beta Ray Bill, some people thought was very comical because of his look, right? And yeah. Simonson says that that was not the intention. It was, you know, to create this kind of weird aesthetic, but to to play it dead, to play it seriously, to to use the medium of comics to give you this wild looking, kind of goofy looking character, but then play him as like a kind of a badass and uh, as right. as any other character would. And I said, oh, that's kind of interesting to know that this character at least in its creation, was meant to be, I think, a little bit more what we see here. I think Daniel Warren, as we'll talk about, walks a little bit more of a fine line between Goofy and uh, Sincere. And I think you throw Beta Ray Bill in with Throg, right? With, like, the Frog Thor? Yes. Right? Or if you watched watched Loki, Alligator Loki, right? Like, like that, that might be what you throw him into as this sort of like, oh, it's just another Thor, right? But it's Horse Thor. It's funny that you mentioned Loki because as I was reading this and I, you know you you see some more Asgardians in this and you're like I wonder why they didn't throw in Beta Ray into like that little Thor scene and I think it's because they have bigger plans for Beta Ray and two yeah. I think maybe they're honoring the the legacy of the character of being no this is a powerhouse this is a this is a character who can have a, an emotional arc and also kick ass and carry his own story. And yeah. I think that that's what Daniel Warren Johnson does in these five issues is he kind of proves that. That you can, you, can, you can take a character, and I think these are the books that I really enjoy that Marvel does, is they essentially go like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want with this guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, sure, go ahead. They did an Ant-Man run that was kind of fun. I mean, it was around the same time yeah. that the movie came out, but they played with it, right? They did the Squirrel Girl run, which I thought was re- that was a really DC kind of was fun... like doing Blue Beetle and like Booster Gold and like all these yeah. things. It, it seems like to be these... in the last 15, 20 years of comics, it, it, it it's that okay. The sidelined IP, we're going to we we're going to bring a creator into the office. We're going to pay him a lot of money and kind of like what ne- the Netflix Netflix model, right? It, it's yeah, like, do what you want with it. Yeah, right. Exactly. I really uh, love and, that and have, actually idea. Yeah, have fun for. Have fun for five or six issues. Give us a trade. Yeah. And if like if, if we it's... really like your pitch, maybe we'll let you do two trades, right? Yeah. So if you think about if you really want to look at like I I I don't 
I can't say like this is where it's at. I can't say that this is where it's come from. But we we've read a lot of Tom two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, to tune turntables in a microphone, it's where it's at. Uh, but <laughs> if you think about it, you can think back to that, um, the uh, the Tom King 12 issues with, um, why can't I think of his name? The robot. The Miracle Android. Man. Miracle. No, before, no, the... Oh, it's Vision. Yeah, Vision. Like, his run with Vision um, was like, hey, yeah, take this character, go have some fun. Yeah. Just do your do what you want to do with it. And we saw him do that again with Mr. Miracle. We saw yeah. him do that. He's he just wrapped up maybe Doc not Doctor Strange. Uh Adam Strange, right? Like we're seeing that happen. And then at the same time, you're there there's been a couple where uh the superior foes of Spider-Man, right? Mm. Like that one was like, yeah, let's just take all these random Spider-Man villains. One. Yeah, that one's supposed to that one's I've read a couple issues of it. It's, that, that's pretty fun. Uh, like go have f- some fun with that, right? Like go take these characters and explore them different way. There's a really, there's been a pretty long run of Spider Woman, which is kind of been same yeah, vein, just, same vein. Yeah. Just go explore this character, have some fun with this character. Batgirl did that too. We read that Batgirl run that yeah. Babs Babs was drawing back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and so I, I think that this is. I think this is just a, a series of like, let's just have fun with some of these characters. Now, DC did a bunch of this when they tried to do that DCU or whatever it was. And it was like YOU. And so they did like a Bizarro one and a um, who's the magic guy with the gold helmet. Oh, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. They did a bunch of those. None of them really took off very well from that. They like tried to hipster them a little too much. Do you much. think there this was... all comes from, you think the first kind of, I'm sure it's not the first, but like one of the big successes of that was Marvel Knights, like back in like the late nineties where they yeah. were like, they were trying to boost their sales. So they hired like Kevin Smith and a bunch of other people, Garth Ennis and all these people. And they're just like, they hired a lot of talent and they said, pick your characters and go play. Yeah. I, I think that that's, I think that that's true. I think that you're, you're just, you're just telling folks, okay, go have, go, go. This is your playground. Do what you want with it. And it's out of continuity. Like this is five issues. Is it in continuity? Does it matter? Do people care about continuity? I don't know. It I is in continuity fun... because there's a major, the whole kickoff, right. which no, we'll, yeah, we'll, right. get, we'll get into in a second here yeah. is, so let's do that. Let, let's, let me, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to overshoot some of the names. Like I'm just going to kind of glance by. I'm not going to try to remember the names of like their hell and you know, their, their people on there. So jump in Josh, if you, if you recall any of those names as I'm going yeah. through it. So our story opens up very comic booky uh, on a big battle between Beta Ray Bill and the Asgardians versus Fing Fang Fu. Yes. And love, I mean, that's so, Daniel Warren Johnson is great at monsters and starting off with a giant Fing Fang Fu, fantastic. And also, it, it reminds me of, um, well, let's, let's get the whole thing and then we'll, we'll go back to it. Yeah. So uh, uh, he's losing the battle between Fing Fang Fu, then who comes in but Thor, right? His yeah. his his brother as guardian brother in the sense that they're they're battle comrades and they're both kind of uh, uh, sons adopted or legitimate of Odin and Thor saves the day and he kind of gives a side remark to Beta Ray Bill like you really couldn't handle Fing Fang Foom and Beta Ray Bill is just so disheartened by this the fact that every time he has the opportunity to be great. Thor swoops in and takes that opportunity away from him and steals his thunder. Yeah. <laughs> right. Love it. Good one, rats. Um, and, <laughs> and so, 
you're like, okay, that seems kind of like, oh, I see kind of what we're stepping in here. And then there's this great scene where, oh, who is that Asgardian? Lady Sif? Lady Sif. Lady Sif is like, hey, Beta Ray, uh, I don't care. He lost the battle. You still owe me that drink. They go into a little back room. I love this scene so much. Yes. And she's sitting on the bed and she says, are you going to... You're going to do the little change thing where you change back into, like, your humanoid form? And he's like, I can't because Thor smashed my hammer. See previous Marvel-ish Thor issues. (laughs) See, that's how he's like, that's the continuity aspect of it. And she's like, oh, okay. And so he leaves dejectedly. And he's so dejected that he goes off planet to find Odin because Odin was the one who made Stormbreaker his hammer, which allowed him to change Change back back and forth. forth. And so... um, in his quest to go find Odin, we meet up with um, Scourge. Scourge, yeah. who has died previously in the comics. Uh, is a- The Valkyries let him go to help Beta Ray Bill find Odin. And we have this little uh, troll dude that jumps Pip. in. Pip. Pip. My, my, my English name could only pronounce Pip. My name's Pip. Yeah, a character from uh, Great Expectations, Charles Dickens. They Marvel yep. co-ops him for this. Um, he said they, well, they told he, they told Jan and Warren Johnson pick any character you want, and he said I want he's Pip like, you from know Great what? Expectations. I want, Pip. I want Pip from Great Expectations because I believe at this point it's fair game, right? It's it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, common it's like use. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's yeah, common yeah. use. It's like Sherlock Holmes. Um, and so they so, get on the ship and they're uh, 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 flying around and they find Odin at this bar. Super cool Odin, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, and Odin is like, I don't have the magic to make that kind of happen for you again. But I think you look great to me. And he goes, I'm upset. And Beta Ray Bill is still ejected. He goes, all right, well, there is one possibility. You remember that guy, that evil demon who destroyed your home world? Sartor, who's all about, Sartor? yeah, who's all about fire. And Beta Ray Bill is like, how could I forget? And... He goes, well, he's got this sword that he hasn't been able to wield, and that sword, that sword exists on this world that you have to get through through this portal, and if you get that sword, that sword might have the power. So they go through this portal into this demon fire world, and it changes the scuttlebutt. So as we yeah. know, which is a thing we just glanced over, Beta Ray Bill is also like half android, and yeah. so since he had when underwent that operation... Scuttlebutt is like this all-encompassing technology that's built into him. It's also built into his ships and into his weapons he used. And that Scuttlebutt becomes a sentient robot woman who's got the and hots a, for like, Beta Ray Bill, man. the hot for Beta Ray Bill. And here, I think what we get is, and, and we've talked about this a lot, the idea of like, what is, how do you build a story? And how do you build a story? And I think when you're telling it in five issues, five or six issues, the quest is mm. the best version of it. Outlining right? a quest in five issues is really because the, the anyways, I'll finish it then we'll go back to it. Yeah. So he goes he goes into this thing. Obviously he fights the the demon with the help of his comrades and uh he's able to uh ach- achieve his reward, right? The the hero's journey reward. Yeah. But as you were saying uh, that the quest here in five issues, the first issue is that like setup. Yeah, set up. And I think they do that really well. And it kind of reminds me of, like, it's very comic booky. And also, like, if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where it opens up and they're fighting that big, weird monster yeah. in this huge battle, you get that here. You get a huge battle up front because the second issue is all exposition, pretty much, with Odin, with Odin telling them about this sword and just having this conversation. And then yeah. you don't really get into the traveling and then the quest into the underworld, a very Dante's Inferno. Um Lake of Fire and all that stuff like that until the third and fourth issue. And then, of course, the fifth issue is the, the climax Big resolution. Battle, right? Yeah. yeah. 
this is the, and and what do we get? We get uh, a team like a he had to he had to find your road dogs, people you meet along the he way. He even calls him his wingman. He even calls Scourge right. his his. Uh, oh God, so many so many great moments in this. And and you end up turning this. You really do build this crew in five very tight because Daniel Warren Johnson is not verbose. He doesn't use a list. You talked about like well, there's there's dialogue and there is. And there's like a good conversation with, I think this is what's really important is that he condenses his dialogue into maybe two or three pages. Right. But before those two or three pages, you just get a boatload of fight scene, Comic right? In the smashing bar. action, yeah. And then you get the three pages of ex- like talking and exposition and dialogue. And then, okay, back to the next big piece, right? Where we're going to see all of this, the, the trek, the travel. Um, and I think for me... Daniel Warren Johnson does this really, really good job of he tells a good, tight story. We saw it when we read his Wonder Woman, right? He did that Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, Earth, super tight, five issues, or maybe it was four issues, three issues. I think it was four. Like, yeah, they were kind of the oversized magazine size, oversized magazine issues. Tells you that tight story, gives you that. We also a quest. That was also a quest. Also, we read Murder Falcon. Yeah, like that was also very like he does a really good Murder job. Murder Falcon with this sort of in the interview tale. said got him this. Murder Falcon's what got him this. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Murder Falcon was great. It was fun. It was it had heart. He does. He does a really good job of like stupid action and heart and putting them together. There's yeah, ju- like but he also, just does. Yeah, it. yeah. We'll talk his art later. But yeah, you're right. Story wise, it's that like. There is, he's got to be our age, right? Because, I mean... I would assume so, so, yeah. so, here's a running gag through this, is that he's, Beta Ray Bill's constantly watching the movie Hook throughout yeah. the, uh, throughout his quest. Um, and you're like, why is Hook in the background of this? Like, and notoriously, once it was released, our generation, I think, loves it still. But notoriously, yeah, like, Spielberg is like, that would be considered like a Spielberg flop. But it is a great movie. And yeah. all the scene, the dialogue, I, I could do it verbatim that they were showing on there. I knew exactly the scene. You're like, why are they showing this? And then he brings it back in such a cool way in the end, in that scene in Hook with the little kids rubbing Peter's face. Yeah. And he's like, there you are, Peter. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. You plot, you seeded that throughout for that, like, you know, catharsis at the right, end. for this little heart thing. And he, like, I, so... He, Daniel Warren Johnson is a big, he's a metal fan. He plays guitar. He loves wrestling. Like, he loves sci fi, like, obviously. He loves that. Well, like, those are things like I follow him on Instagram. He does all this stuff. Beta Ray Bill is wearing a power trip shirt, which is like this big, like a Texas metal band. Oh, I didn't the, catch that. I didn't, I yeah, didn't know. So he's wearing was. a shirt that has like a P and a T on it at one point when he's yeah. in a bar. So it's power trip is this metal band. And recently the singer had the singer passed away. Uh, and so there was all of this sort of like uh, what's right. It's Riley. I can't remember his last name, but the singer passed away and there's a whole sort of like a big outpouring of stuff. They were raising funds for some, you know, some uh, teen centers in, um, in, in Texas, Texas around it. And uh, Daniel Warren Johnson did, did a bunch of like tribute art for it now. And so he throws it in and then there's a fight scene in here, dude, where it's literally he's doing wrestling moves. Beta Ray Bill is doing. I was going to talk to you about that when we get to the wrestling art. moves, like straight up, yeah. and they show you like how he bends his arm back, how he gets yeah. him into position. 
Um, let me ask you something about, about like a pump the, handle. Let me ask you about something, something like about the, the characterization of Beta Ray Bill yeah. in this. And I think it's done really well in here, but I think it's a slippery slope. And maybe it's maybe it's congruent with Beta Ray Bill's previous characterization. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but sometimes in what we do when these guys like we talked about, they get a character, and especially when they're around our age, sometimes they tend to infantilize their characters to make them more pop relevant, you know, with the hook thing, with the metal band, uh, with like the, I'm going to go drink some beers and the wing, you know, all that stuff like that. Have you noticed that how sometimes when creators in our generation get a hold of a character, it's almost like they do to the character what society has done to our generation, where we're very nostalgic about things and we kind of live in an extended boyhood. Cause that's what kind of a beta ray bill is, has a little bit of that. Yeah. in him. But I, I think that that's I think that that's everything in modern stuff. Yeah. I don't even think it's just male writers or male characters either. Right. I think it's just this sort of we live in a world for whatever reason where nostalgia sort of reigns supreme. Right. And really, what is the comic book industry but a bunch of men in their and what is Beta Ray Bill, if anything, but nostalgia, with, even within nostalgia? You know, it's nostalgia for right. comics, but if you're nostalgic for Thor, like you're just getting deeper and deeper layers into it. Right. And and so I, I don't know that I don't think it, it I don't think it um, infantilizes him. I, I think it just ends up Makes bringing him more him, of a modern character. It brings him into modern, modern s- storytelling. Right. Yeah. It, because if you think about what modern storytelling is, just soaked in trying to like i don't know if it's i don't think it's the use of nostalgia for nostalgia's sake i think it's really that we're a generation who longs for something right and or comfort we long for comfort for whatever reason and what gives you the most comfort but things you know and right? also to be fair because beta ray bill is kind of this out there character it's a way to kind of see yourself in beta ray bill right. and humanize yeah. humanize the horseman right and yeah i mean come on i mean when you're like okay what do comic book fans like well they probably saw hook if they're reading this and they probably a lot of comic book guys like metal music uh this is like a greasy hair black tea like yes. you got the demographic down and yeah. the wrestling, like you said, the wrestling move. So it's wrestling, it's Spielberg, it's metal. Uh, I mean, the guy was like, he he has a list. And he's, he checked <laughs> he's it checking off. it all off. I do, like, I just think he does a, I, Daniel Warren Johnson does a really, like I said earlier, he writes a tight story. He gives you action, he gives you heart, he gives you some, like, sort of poignant dialogue. And then... Look, Beta Ray Bill, it's a man in search of something, right? Trying to be something that he's not and then realizing that that's not going to fill his hole in his heart. Right, right. It is Being a able very to become mi- a humanoid. It, it is a very mid- approaching middle age story that B- Beta Ray is going through. I mean, Vanity's involved in there as well um, yeah. as far as he's, he's not the man he once was. He's become something more. But that thing is um, maybe more in tune more sensitive but at the same time more monstrous i i, I don't know yeah monstrous isn't the right word but yeah it is it does feel very middle age this character yeah um so what w- which of these sort of road pals 
did you enjoy the most? Well, Which road you know, obviously you... Scourge is really fun, but I will say most creative is I, I really love what they did with Scuttlebutt. Yeah. Um, I think that was really clever, uh, not only in how... I, I don't think it's wholly original where uh, an Android helper or a technology helper becomes sentient uh, during a person's quest. I think that happens quite a bit in, in sci-fi, or maybe not quite a bit, but it's, it certainly happened before. Um, I don't know enough of Scuttlebutt to know how much th- that that device was used in previous Beta Ray Bill inc- incarnations. If it's yeah. always been just in the background, if it was really like a low throwaway key thing, if it had ever become sentient before. But I really like that, how he used that device of the technology to create a thing that loves Bill unconditionally. Because he's looking to prove himself so that way people will love him. And this being loves him unconditionally. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, I think it, it is Tinkerbell. It's Tinkerbell, right? It is. Yeah, it is Tinkerbell. It's Tinkerbell. Very much, that's, I mean, this is what this story, it is Peter I, Pan. I just, I'm such an idiot. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I like this character. Well, I like this character. I'm like, oh, it's this companion who's fawning over the protagonist, but is unrequited. And yeah. Wow. And you have to send the Lost Boy back, right? Beta Ray Bill gets to move on, but who has to stay in Wonderland? Yeah. Scourge stays behind, right? Scourge goes back to hell, right? With the Valkyries. And there is... I think it's interesting that... um, He's not happy at the end. Right? Like, he doesn't end completely fulfilled with oh, being I able to turn back. I think it makes it so great. I think it makes yeah. it so great. I, I can't think of a better ending than that quote we, from Hook we described, and then him looking in the mirror and seeing his old reflection staring back at him. And, yeah. and Pip being like, you've got everything you've wanted. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Bill. Pip definitely has a British accent. You're whole again. You're whole You're again. You're whole again, Bill. <laughs> oh, and me, I'm all, I'm all obbled up. I'm all, I'm all banged up. Someone shoved their entire fist through me and I'm alive. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Scourge impaled me. We couldn't kill a character. Yeah. We couldn't like, here's this big sacrifice. Um, but let's talk like, so I, I agree. I think, I think that the Tinkerbell, you know, scuttlebutt. And really, if you think about it, Tinkerbell scuttlebutt, it's a, like, yeah, it's play, I thought it's Scourge, playful. It's, it's yeah. pixie ish. Scourge was a blast. Yeah, literally. Just blasting Scour- people away left and right. Scourge is fun. I think, like, you see him in... He, I mean, he's been a character for a long time, but he shows up. You, If you're not a big Thor reader, he's in, you know, Thor uh, in Ragnarok, right? Like, he's a kind of a major player in that Ragnarok. That seems to be where, he, where Daniel Johnson's pulling a lot of his Scourge identity from. Well, I believe that that scourge kind of infiltrated comic books after that too, okay. right? But I do love this idea of like Scuttlebutt turns into a giant gun so that Scourge can use it. And it's like literally, it's like this giant cable. It's like, the size of a ship. Yeah. yeah it's huge. Uh, and he uses it to, to, you know, blow a he, giant. He's like, thank you. And she's like, don't yeah. thank me. Just shoot the demon. 
a giant chunk of him, and then uh, Thor's able, or not Thor, uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill's able to rip out the hammer, chop off his head. Let's talk action, man. What did you think of the big oh, action pieces? Again, Daniel Warren Johnson does action. Uh, there's one, you know, because this is set in space, it has a, a real Space Ranger vibe uh, yeah. with, with ships we're going to talk about when we get to art. Um, but the action, again, that Fing Fang Foom scene is fantastic. Um, perfect. Uh, the the bar when, fight scene also good. Like, oh just... yeah, I forgot about that. There's a bar fight scene is really great in there. Uh, the the end scene with the the big demon is the wrestling. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, yeah. the panels like he's twisting arms, he's body slamming. It feels it's there's a really cool thing he does in the last scene where you know, of course, his demon is like a hundred feet tall and just could like wipe the floor with Bill. And Bill's like, well, you're not going to earn your sword back by fighting me at 100 feet tall. And so he shrinks down so he's only like 20 feet tall. <laughs> so, um, and you're like, that's really cool because, I mean, Beta Ray Bill's a big boy. And then, but you know, like, it's these two like hulking wrestler type figures just going yeah. at it. And it's fantastic. And the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the set pieces are fantastic for battles, fire and brimstone and old alien style technology uh, spaceships with, with switches on them that are constantly getting transmorphed they, they to help look, the fight. Yeah, they look like, you know, like, and I guess we're going to, this is going to bleed yes, into yeah, art. Yeah. But so what about action? Just, go action and then bleed into art. No, I, 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 I really love that. Daniel Warren Johnson is able, and you have to use three names. It's like he's yeah. a, he's either a president or or a, uh, or, a, or a mid nineties autistic grunge singer. <laughs> so not, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, so like he, I think what he's able to do is he gives you these giant pieces, and then there's a time where he takes the action and he slows it down beat to beat. And I think sometimes artists might think that that slows down your pacing too much, but I think it really clues in to the action element of it, right? Like you might go like, well, I'm not going to do three panels of him grabbing the arm, then twisting the arm and then pulling the arm that I don't, I don't have enough page for that. Like that's wasting time. He's going to punch him in this panel. He's going to body slam him in this paddle. But what he's able to do when he slows it down and does, I, I also love, this is just bleeding. It, it, there's no way I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Like he, like he hand letters all of the sort of onomatopoeia sounds and stuff, right? And some of them are literal clutch, grapple, right? Yep. Like he uses that. And each of those little beats, it slows down the action, but it like lets you see it the way you were, if you were to watch it on a film. Right. Where like, oh, like, remember, like those, like you'd see like a Jackie Chan film where like you'd see him do all those different like things. And then you're like, oh, really? you know, all these different little moves and set pieces of it. You're getting to see that when we slow the film down of a comic book. Right. And Walter Simonson did that as well. He was really big into the sound effects being a real part of the story. And as you said, because we're doing, we're not showing all the little movements like you would maybe like in, I think Batman artists tend to do that a lot with, you know, like the, the training of Batman. So we're going to show a twist here and then a bend here and all that. Yeah. What he does, is he uses the sound effects to fill in the spaces of like, oh, I'm not going to take three panels to show you it's twisting. I'm going to do grabbing the arm and then it's going to say twist in the background. And then that sound fills in the gutters. Right, right. I, 
the Daniel, we've talked about it before. He's a kinetic artist. His, he does all these sort of speed lines. And so there are picture frames where it looks like it's moving at you. You can feel the force in it, even though it's a static image, just because of the way that he draws it. So when that big gun fires off, there's sort of like this speed line behind it. So you, it looks like you can feel the blast. So it's, it's, it's issue, I think it's issue five, uh, like page 17 of your digital reader for issue five. It says like boom on it or roar or whatever. I can't, it's some loud bazoo, bazonker. Like well, we that. saw this in Murder Falcon. I think we talked about in yeah. Murder Falcon how much we loved those, his use of sound effects and those, stuff. Yeah, and those speed lines yeah. just it lets you see what he's done. And dude can draw fire, right? Yeah, he can draw. He can draw well, some fire. So when we talk about Daniel Warren Johnson, there's you know, it's interesting. You know, this is like a lot of sci-fi in space, and um, right. uh, Wonder Woman: Dead Earth was very sword and sandals, and this is really nice. This does feel barbaric is the only word I can think of right now to describe it in his actual penciling of characters in his, uh, physical, uh, representation of characters. You know, again, uh, we talked about this in Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, how all the, the characters were ugly looking. Like Wonder Woman is yeah. very, it's not a flattering Wonder Woman. It's a barbaric Wonder Woman. So Beta right. Ray Bill is such a great, Beta Ray Bill looks like a cross, like looks kind of like Murder Falcon, you know? Yeah. I mean, Essentially, like this hulking uh, Conan type figure with a with you know this deformed beak. face on it. Yeah, and it's almost yeah. beak like. And he does. I wouldn't say he's an expert in it, but he does body horror pretty well in this in these five issues. Like yeah. because we you have to really sell the ugliness of Beta Ray Bill to to understand his motivation for his quest in a lot right. of ways. That there are a lot of scenes where. Beta Ray Bill in any other story would be the monster. Right. And they make him a rogue and they keep him out of the Beta Ray Bill costume after the first act for a while, right? Don't they? Once he's on his quest, don't they kind of take yeah. him out of that? Well, cuz the well, issue 2, he's in the he's in his t-shirt and jeans yeah. with his baseball hat, right? Like I there's And then the so flashbacks many... you get him like in almost the Dragon Ball Z like uh power reader yeah. kind of costume yeah, yeah. the same uh, costume i also i i dig uh there's one piece in here which all I his think all is, his splash pages are fantastic yeah, too. Fanta- there's one scene where he's playing ping pong with uh scuttlebutt. <laughs> with scuttlebutt and it's great it like it looks wonderful and like i said kinetic and movement and you can the feel ball it is oblong because it's got the speed yeah. behind it it's it's he is just able to sort of create panels that look and some i mean there are a lot of artists who do spaceships really well but daniel warren johnson is now up there for me in it Oh, dude, it's like it's like aliens, yeah. right? Like it's that sort of like that chunky, style. blocky yeah, aliens, early Star Wars. So like we got to talk about some of these panel pages. The this is right up our alley, Josh. I'm sure it's up a lot of people's alley. But the big splash page of the ship with all the different compartments in it, and you God, see him moving it. up it. I stared yeah. at that page and was looking at. I was zooming. That's a great thing about digital reader. You can zoom in on all those little tiny holes. And I think Daniel Warren Johnson is actually in there. He's in one drawing yeah. comic book. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is just i mean that's the sort of stuff where like an artist like this is like i'm gonna have some fun with this i'm gonna do this we're just I, like and i i appreciate what seems like an intense amount of himself that he puts into his well art, said yeah right? yeah yeah it doesn't feel cheap it doesn't feel um rushed it feels like he's pouring himself onto the page and really you can see that when he brings in like he he draw you know he is a giant wrestling fan so he brings that in he brings his passion in he you know loves metal so you can you can feel like like man of war album covers just in the midst of each of these but you, you know? also have a lot of mega death when it comes to that first issue and it's the castle it's like meat right. life meets mega death with how he does like asgard asgardian castle and it feels conan and and metal and it, it's it's so I'm gonna good t- look here's what it, give me marvel you want to you want to you want a meatloaf oh sorry i i want <laughs> I, I want marvel to let daniel warren johnson just i want him to do a bat out of hell one shot magazine style <laughs> oh that'd be so rad or and uh, i want what? meatloaf to be the hero and like he was in that video i want him yeah. to take the video concept and turn it into a magazine style story God, that would be rad. You've just Daniel Warren Johnson. If you're listening to this, I need you to make that. I need you to see what you can do with that. Make that happen. Um, I but I tell you, like anything for Bill. Bill. I but I really do. I really dug this book. It was a ton of fun. The art is great. The story, like you said, it had heart. It it pulled in the right places. It was like guttural in the right places it was dirty like it was just grungy when it needed to be grungy yeah and grungy's good well, i think we use that neat, word a lot with daniel johnson neat when it needed to be neat uh but it is a it was a it was a fun ride man i think that so here's what i'd like for this to become i would like for him to do a five issue beta ray bill every four years I don't. I don't want it to be an ongoing series. No, no, I don't series. want. No. I don't want them to give it to some other. I don't want them to give this to anyone else. And I want Daniel uh, Warren Johnson to do other things because I think he's. Yeah. We're only seeing like this is just the tip of the iceberg for this guy. Like he's yeah. gonna be. He's already heavy. I think he's already heavy hitter, but he's gonna be even more. He's gonna get more and more offers to do whatever he wants. Yeah. But this was so much fun, and there, I think there's still so much meat on the bone of this story. Is I want to yes. see this more. Could you do uh, every? Could you do this every two years? Could you come back and give me like he, five? Like spend half a year doing it, take a year and a half it's, off. It's spend half a year doing yeah, it. It's so funny that his quest is to make his more humanoid form get into his humanoid form, right? But because the art and because of the the empathy and sympathy we have for this character, when he gets his humanoid form, you're just like, no, I want. Bring me back to Beta Ray Bill. You know, I do want him to go back to Lady Sith and get laid because I was like, oh, you know what? Like, she just dismissed you. And like, she's used to aliens and she lives in the world. She needs to get over that. But um, it's so it's so interesting at the end. You're like, no, go back to your Beta Ray Bill form, man. I want. <laughs> I, but it's, it was an interesting. I mean, it's a really interesting thing. to. I mean, it was an interesting character to explore this thing with. Right. And I think that that's. That's what makes these let's take this this character and it's just story. I think when you can explore that character fits with that exploration, mm-hmm. 
like this dealing with appearance and who you are on the inside and who you really are. Um, the same thing when we saw, you know, um, Tom King do this with vision, exploring what does it mean to be a family, mm-hmm. right? With a robot, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be, what is love, right? Um, those are fun things. And I'm curious, and it's probably different for every writer who does something like this. Do you have a story and then you find the character that helps you tell that story? Or do you go, I really like this character. What can I tell with this character? Yeah, I think. What kind of story can I explore with that? Uh, yeah, I think the process for writers is different. And I think that it changes based on the project. Um, sometimes you're like, you're if you're going through something in your life that you feel like you need to express, you're looking for the vehicle to express that. But right. sometimes, you know, especially with these career writers, they, they're assigned a project or they, 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 there's a character, they think there's something interesting, and then they get that, and then they're like, okay, who is this? What do I do with it? Yeah, what is this yeah. character internally? In this? And obviously here, as you said very uh, apropos, is that he's put so much of himself into it, both aesthetically yeah. and culturally even. And just like where he is in life. Like I said, it does feel like a very middle-aged story, kind of trying oh, to figure out where sure. you're on that. It's not yeah. a young hero. It's not an old hero. Sometimes in Thor stories, you get the sense of like age, like with Odin and like trying yeah. to deal with being past your prime. I feel like Asgardians have always been past their prime since we met them. Um, and it's not, you know, so it's right there in the middle. This is someone who's, who's, who's coming up in here. So Josh, let's, yeah. talk, uh, let's talk favorite panels here. I have mine up. So you want me to go first, man? You go for. There's so many good. Yeah, and so because we're we're, we're doing this experiment with uh, uh, before trade dog days of summer, uh, it is harder to to go back through before podcasts and check out all the panels because you got to open them up and download them again. But mine is in the first issue. It is on page 14. It's during the Fing Fang Foom fight. It, it, it okay. kind of epitomizes, I'll put this up here on the screen so you can see it here, the Fing Fang Foom okay. fight. It is it epitomizes yeah. what we talked about, about the action speed lines, the snatch. It's um, uh, Beta Ray Bill getting pulled out of the sky or um, uh, and his helmet's flying off, his axe is flying off. He's being stripped of his Asgardian uh, accoutrement and... The speed, the action, the power, the sound, you can feel it in that panel. Uh, and Josh, I am, I, am going to be, I am going to be very steadfast in this rule about you not picking a splash page, because in this, in this series, it would be too unfair. I am not picking a, uh, I'm not picking a splash page. I am going to pick the scene where he's fighting Sartor, or Sartor, or however you say his name. And it literally is, he puts him in a wrestling move. A literal like professional WWE style wrestling move. And it's on uh, the top of uh, page 14 in episode or episode on issue five. And it says that the word is hoist. It's like the third scene. He grabs the arm, he pulls the arm between the leg and he's lifting him up for the suplex. And he literally it then goes on that he jumps off a building and instead of like putting him through a table, cause that's what you would do in WWE. You do that to someone, you jump off, you put him through a table. He puts him through a giant, massive he spike. Impales him. He impales him on this giant, massive spike. Uh, but I just love that. It is literally, 
of the legit wrestling move. He took it from wrestling and as a as a wrestling fan, uh, it was fantastic. It was, I was just like, oh my god, he did it! Like he, I think it was. It may have been last year, or it may have been during the pandemic. He did a bunch of like. It may maybe it was for maybe it was for like Inktober or whatever it is, but he did a bunch of wrestlers and he did oh. like single pictures of wrestlers. Um, so if you go go find his folks, if you're listening, go find his his uh, Instagram, and he did all these sort of like single one drawing of them, and they're all again so kinetic. You can see them moving, like when he draws them, they're like doing their signature move or something like that, and they all look amazing. And it's like he took that. He's like, that was a really fun exercise doing this as an artist. I'm going to make sure I put it into a book. I yeah. do. And this is where he got to take yeah. that thing and use it. And it was it's great. He does it so many times. this entire fight. Like there's uh, he literally like clotheslines him and he like kicks, like kicks him across the face. And there are so many pieces where you're like, oh, this is such a you know, wrestling move, right? Like he literally kind of took that because what is wrestling? If not over the top, you're, you're fighting, but you're doing it in an artistic way. Each of those pieces that you're doing in your set, your rest set of wrestling are look big and ridiculous. Yeah. What are comic book fights? If not big, ridiculous set pieces of, play fighting yeah right and so it's this wonderful marriage of two art forms right that it go incredibly well together right like a cartoonish battle it's a storyboard it's, it's a storyboard of a wrestling match yeah yeah and it's great it's good i they love should, it. they should that, storyboard I, wrestling matches that'd be cool what if you were the artist who would storyboard out like like the main events at like WrestleMania and stuff like that. That would be dope. And then to have that page, those would sell like hotcakes if they actually did that. And then you could buy it like years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who do we recommend this to? Uh, people who like good stuff. Like I, I can't, <laughs> yeah. this, this was just fun. It was fun. I don't know. It's uh, the only thing that I don't like. And it's not that I don't like, I, the only thing I wouldn't like about giving this to someone is it's like, oh, don't forget this happened in a different Thor book, right? Or you need a little... Yeah. I don't think so. Not, I, I think this is, for me, the thing that, that, is, that, that it hinges on is there's a lot of great stuff, but what stands out as far as, you know, we always look at comics and we're like, oh, this one is if you like, you know, like 80s horror, this is your thing. I think this is just like a, one of the best examples out there right now of an action comic. Yeah. And so sure. if, if there's an action guy or an action gal in your life who's just like likes, I mean, on its most minimal level, badass panels of fights and yeah. like cool do you know guns. Someone who's, do, you know, do you know someone who likes wrestling, sci-fi, and like metal album covers from the 80s? Yep. Like power metal? This is your, give this to that person. This might be the exact, if you give, if you gave someone Wonder Woman Dead Earth, give them this and they'll like this better, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I think, I think I, I don't know that I like it better because it plays in a different world. Totally, I think totally, the story, so yeah. I think the story here is better. Yeah. I think the, the, what he plays the with quest is in better. Wonder Woman yeah. is fun. Yeah. The story here. The monsters are certainly cool in Wonder Woman Dead Earth, but. Yeah. Uh, but the story here is better. Yeah. 
I agree. What you learn, what the characters learning about themselves, I think is is better in this one. Um, but yeah, man, it was good. Yeah, read it. Go check it out, people. Go. Yeah, find the it. trade's trade coming box. out. Yeah, let me uh, while you're while you're doing some stuff, let me go ahead and check that right now, so we can tell people yeah. when the trade's coming out. Uh, so, folks, remember you can uh, check out all of our episodes at the website, uh, comicexposure.com. We've got all the episodes there. You can pick a month and a year that we've been doing this podcast and just go, yeah, I'm going to read that book. I'm going to read this. Use it as an exploration tool. Go f- pick a month in an episode and go, oh, they talked about this. I'm going to go find that and I'm going to go read it. Uh, remember, you've got some merch up on the merch store. You can go check that out. We've got a couple different places you can get it. We've got an Amazon store and a Threadless store uh comic exposure dot threadless dot com uh and um so as always yeah no beta ray bill yeah. is coming out in paperback on november 2nd um it's 14.99 on amazon what, I'm, I'm what sh- a damn good what a damn good christmas present this yeah for somebody. oh no that we really that's a really good point uh it might be a christmas present to myself actually i wouldn't mind having this in hard copy um i wouldn't mind having this in like yeah like an actual hard copy uh not a yeah. not a floppy trade uh so 14.99 uh, 14.49 on amazon but i'm sure the prices at your local comic book shop are also going to be competitive with that so go throw them some love because they've been hurting this year and so yeah go if you're going to buy this november 2nd go into your comic book shop. jeff bezos doesn't need another rocket ship yeah that looks like or you can go and buy the five issues i don't know yeah they might be hard to get i think these are i think these are kind of flying off the shelf because of uh of who's writing it and the word of mouth on this series so yeah go check it out you can find all of that and more on the website uh don't forget to like on whatever podcast app you're using follow us on spotify so you know when a new episode comes out it pops up for you and goes like there's a new episode of comic we're, exposure check it we're out we're gonna do a couple more um before uh trade dog days of summer uh through august and maybe a little bit into september um we're gonna recoup and talk about what we want to do next i know I, I i haven't read all of it but i think scarenville is coming out soon in trade and that's a kind of a, a one that i thought was kind of fun we might read and we'll look at our list and so just just bear with us yeah it's been a weird summer it's been it's been interesting summer travis finds himself now in guam he's in a uh a hotel right now using hotel internet so hopefully this this doesn't sound too weird (laughs) it's gonna sound a little tiny Uh, on my end and i'll be in an empty apartment next time so it's gonna sound like i'm reverb and i just started a brand new job so it's been a wild you know three weeks for me as i start that brand new job so and like beta ray bill we're just trying to figure out who we are now We are just trying to figure out who we are now. Uh, So, folks, thanks for tuning in. We've got episodes coming up. We'll probably just shoot the shit on the next episode about what's going on in in the world of of comicdom. Um, Yeah, we got a lot to talk about because I got to watch Suicide Squad at some point this week. Uh, Did it come out already? Was it out now? I think it came out this this weekend. Today? Yeah. Wow. I I guess I didn't realize it was coming out that soon. So we got that. We got, um, we have never really got to talk about Loki. Uh, there's, there's some new trailers coming out. I think what if is right around the corner. Um, I mean, we got to, I mean, uh, our variant is boiling over, so we might have a nice long variant for you next time we speak. Yeah. All right. So folks, thanks for tuning in. You can see us everywhere that you can see us and, uh, we'll see you next trade.